0: Hi and welcome to the Crit Hit World podcast where we cover all things Marvel Crisis Protocol and we cover a new character every week. This week we're doing Captain Marvel, uh, the new one, the new one from the new box, and I'm your host, Fred.
1: I'm Brad and she's called Captain Marvel Cosmic Avenger.
0: Captain Marvel Cosmic Avenger, thank you.
2: I'm Brandon and I couldn't stop laughing at Fred not knowing the name of the character that we're doing. <sighs> and I'm Steven sigh i'm sorry i'm not immediately available to
0: look at every single thing that i'm going that's going through my head (laughs) how do you not have
2: it pulled up right now
0: i do have it pulled up i just wasn't looking at it
2: (laughs) that's not a better thing why did you tell people you had it pulled up and still didn't know the name
0: uh because i'm a hot mess
2: that's why you're hot and a mess but not a hot mess (laughs) <laughs> Hi everybody.
0: How how is everyone doing? <laughs> We're starting off strong today. How are you doing today,
3: Stephen? I'm well. It's a nice and uh pleasant day up here actually. We had a big rain come through yesterday. Cooled everything off. So, let's put it this way. This is what I have right now is perfect for baseball.
0: Oh, nice. It's it's pretty it's pretty warm down here still.
3: No, we're about
0: seventy-eight. Oh boy! Breeze off the lake, you know. I'm living, I'm living the high life. <laughs> you're trying to get me to move to Ohio, is what you're doing.
3: <laughs> well, not to Ohio, just by itself. But yeah, where I'm at, <laughs> I got this crystal blue lake I'm looking at right now. So,
2: <laughs> how are you doing today, Brandon? Uh, I'm good. I played disc golf this morning. So it is it is hot here. It's very hot. It's kind of overcasting right now, but it was really hot. So, I think that it is supposed to
0: storm in the near future.
2: It was supposed to storm last night and never really did. So I don't know if it was supposed to today, later tonight... It didn't look like it was going to storm right away. Uh, it doesn't show... It shows rain tomorrow, but I'm not seeing any rain today. It looks like it's supposed to rain all day tomorrow, though. Oh, gosh. Oh, don't tell me that. How are you doing
0: today, Brad?
1: I'm doing fine.
0: That's good to hear. Uh, So, let's talk about news with Marvel Crisis Protocol. I think that uh they have not released anything new since the big drop that they made last week so i should say it was the second so it was almost two weeks ago but uh we record now on sunday so this this is as soon as we can talk about it uh i i don't have anything we've already talked about most of that news Aside from the individual characters that we'll talk about. Do you have any Cerebro news to talk about today, Brad?
1: Uh, no, I don't think I do. Oh, yeah, I do. I added I added the terrain packs and the uh, like special event things that stores can get. the collection manager, so now you can check off whether you own those or not. That's it, though.
0: Okay. All right. Well, uh, let's move on to some games that we've played recently. Uh, I know that Brad and I had a game that we played against each other on Thursday, and it was a pretty interesting match that we had. Uh, I was playing the Midnight Suns and, uh, Brad was, Brad, do you want to talk about your list?
1: I was playing Brotherhood. Yeah.
0: Magneto with Juggernaut. Mm -hmm. And, and so he went pretty tall. Uh, and I was playing Ghost Rider, uh, with Blade and obviously Blade, uh, with Iron Fist, Dr. Voodoo, and Wong. And we were playing on Mayor Fisks and uh, Hammers. I think that we went 18 wide. I think that was correct. Yeah. And uh, Brad won this game, but it came down to him having three Hammers on Juggernaut and me not being able to kill Juggernaut. Because Juggernaut is very hard to kill. <laughs> man, oh man. I I just could not put enough damage on him to take. Because I kept plinking away. I kept doing like one or two damage on each attack. And he would just spend a power and get rid of it.
1: That's what Juggernaut does.
0: Yeah. So, uh, it 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 came down to him sitting on a point with three hammers. So Juggernaut was scoring him five points, and if he scored that, he won. And if I was able to remove Juggernaut, I would score those five points and I would win. And I could not have, I could not get him, which is a shame. But oh well, I think I did all right. It was a pretty close game, otherwise. Yeah. Well, uh, how about you, Steven? Have you played any games recently?
3: Yes. Uh, This past Thursday, I got to play two games with uh, Robbie, who you guys all have met. And uh, I do have to give Robbie credit. Uh, He always is trying something that's not exactly popular. (laughs) So he was running Black Order, uh, Corvus Glaive, no Thanos. And he was trying his darndest to get that list to work. So so, uh, we rocked up to the table and I said, okay, Robbie, I know you're testing this list because he wants to go to some tournaments, you know, he wants to get better. And I'm all about that. And I said, okay, so do you want to play against a regular team or do you want to play hard mode? (laughs) He goes, let's just go with a regular team. So uh, I pulled out... uh, my spider foes. And um, we played a game on Infinity Formula and uh, Montessi Formula. And we played at 17. And he was also rocking uh, Cosmic Ghost Rider. So his Ooh. first first team was Glaive, um, Corvus Glaive with the Reality Gem, uh, Cosmic Ghost Rider, Proxima, and Red Guardian. Um, I promptly put out uh, Carnage... Green Goblin, uh, Lizard, who else? Rhino Mm -hmm. and Bullseye. Okay, and uh, Carnage kind of went off. Yeah. (laughs) So, um, so after when we started the top of the uh top of the third round Robbie's like let's just do a reset. <laughs> I'm like okay. Um oh, oh
0: wow. So it was that he went off that hard Carnage did.
3: Yeah. Um he uh well a lot of people haven't played him in a while and they forget things about him. Like one of the greatest things on his card is um that you you're um um, when you're defending, you don't explode your crits, and mm-hmm. that makes them hit that much harder. So, um, with with that, um, I got to do a... Uh, uh, what's... I forget. Carnage rules? Yeah, Carnage rules. So I bring Proxima, in, I then... Um, and I then promptly kill her, then I start then I move forward and then I uh, I do a paint the Town Red and then I go into Corvus and he goes, okay, so you only have one more attack? And I'm like, no, that was a card. That was a superpower. He's yeah, like, you have X-23, two more attacks. <laughs> and then I have two more attacks. And he's like, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> so, wow. uh, yeah, yeah, when Carnage... When Carnage goes off, it's 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 horrendous. Yeah. So so we did reset and then we ended up on Intrusion and Senators at nineteen. Um and this was more of a battle. So uh this game I took out Carnage and I put Mysterio in, trying him out, and he actually did pretty good, to tell you the truth. There was one instance where we were up. Mr. had gotten off Grand Illusion and the Reality Gem, and um, there was a point of contention about how things worked. We finally figured it out, and I had um, I had thought incorrectly about how that would react with the Reality Gem, so maybe the game would have changed a little bit differently, but I was so far ahead on points. He, he killed everything except for Lizard, um, but I had gotten so many points uh, ahead of that Um, He was running Super Giants, um, uh, Corvus, and Ebony Maw. Let me see here. And then, oh, Cosmic Ghost Rider, because he was six. And the thing we learned about Cosmic Ghost Rider is that he is really not that good for scenario play.
0: Oh yeah, no,
3: <laughs> he's he's very bad at it. That's not so, what he wants to do. <laughs> so, so the thing about Ghost Rider, Cosmic Ghost Rider, is if you see him across the table, the best advice I can give is get up on points as quick as possible, round one, round two, and then he can kill anything he wants. Right? I'm not worried about that because, like, I scored uh, three points in the first round, and then I scored six points. I was at nine points. And, you know, he, he had scored three and then one. So, you know, it was four to nine, and I had a five-point cushion. And I'm just like, this is going to be easy then. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, I just, I just prevent his people from picking up senators, and then intrusions allows you to do that pretty well. Because you can teleport all over the place. Except if you have Senator, of course. So, you know, lessons learned. Um, So the game ended up 11 to 12. Or, excuse me, 9 to 12. 9 to 12. Oh, oh, okay. But it ended on turn six, and Wizard was my only guy left. So.
0: (laughs) Yes, he was doing black ordery things. Oh, yeah. I mean. And his his black order list was very interesting. So, uh, did Super Giant do a lot in that in that in this matchup?
3: No, because Lizard was uh, throwing her about. Basically, yeah. yeah it, she's
0: she seems pretty easy to make less relevant if you can just move her away from the action.
3: Mm-hmm. Well, the thing is, uh, Mister Mysterio went up against uh, Cosmic Ghost Rider and held his own. Which was kind of surprising. Good yeah. lord, that is surprising. <laughs> yeah, no, um, I got off because Ghost Rider was like bumped right up against him, and for over that middle point for intrusions, and I'm like, okay, cosmic Ghost Rider is causing me problems. Here we go. I had enough power. I did a curtain call, and I just staggered him right. So, okay, that, that kind of put things into perspective and, and rhino did rhino things he was he was pretty terrible to everybody so but yeah lizard lizard basically held off on uh Giant, and he also um but ebony ebony maw on his back foot a little bit too so you know because they they get they get placed by that little push that lizard has on his tail whip every once in a while then lizard gets to throw people if he has enough power so i mean it was it was one of those things so lizard is uh,
0: one of those characters that that purports himself really well in a scenario type game he's mm -hmm. just so he has so
2: much table presence yeah so like one of the best three-point
3: models in the game is really good yeah, and I think he might be, and he could not kill my Doctor Octopus for anything. <laughs> oh wow! <laughs> yeah, it was it was kind of funny how long Doctor Octopus uh, stood around. So you know, he he gets me down, uh, dazes me, and flips me, and then I'm like, well, they planned, you know, <laughs> his people are holding things, and I just scoot them away from him, and he's just like, because <laughs> you can't. He can't come in and attack because he's Black Order and that's what he wants to do, right? So mm-hmm. he, obviously you set the, set the objectives back, so he has to move back to get them. He might be out of range for his attacks then, right? So Yeah, that's
0: you're, you're forcing him to play a game he doesn't want to play.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, my list was Rhino, Goblin, Lizard, Dr. Octopus, uh, Bullseye, Mysterio.
0: I like your list. I like your list a lot. <laughs> That's. I miss playing. I'm. Mm, I love the Midnight Suns, but I do sometimes miss playing uh, the Spider foes.
3: Yeah, they're just they're just so. I I don't say random, but they're just such a different play style, and mm-hmm. they're they're like a little porcupine where you just don't know what you should do all the time. Because there's something that might pop up. And admittedly, you know, with a new pack coming out with Sandman, Electro, Shocker, and Vulture, I'm I'm more than excited to see what, what happens. So. Yeah,
0: yeah. And uh, uh, new Doc Ock.
3: Through. Um, but I might... Well, I'm going to get the new core set, obviously. Um, but the new Doc Ock, I'm just... The old Doc Ock has his uses, you know what I mean?
0: So. Yeah, you can't use well-laid plans with the new Doc Ock. No, and that's, you can't. That's and a real th- big mark against him. And a
3: three fits in where a four might not. So right. If you play the new
2: Doc Ock, you don't have to play Green Goblin. That's true. Well,
3: but I do like Green Goblin.
0: I do so. too. Green. I'm am a. I'm a defender.
3: I'm a Green Goblin defender. Dope. no i i think what it is I, I i go pure pure spider foes and then if i do play the new Doc Ock, i'm i'm taking out kingpin so his kingpin really doesn't fit in with a spider foes plan unless you want to switch out to criminal syndicate right. I don't think,
2: yeah i think when the new box comes out if there's no reason for you to have to play kingpin unless you want to play a good affiliation in criminal syndicate
3: Mm -hmm. Oh, check you out doing spins. (laughs) So, yeah, shout out to Robbie for trying new stuff. Uh, Hopefully, hopefully he can get the practice and then he needs to uh, get to where he feels he's competent with it. So, we'll see. Um, Like I said, I didn't put him on a hard mode, so I wasn't playing my Midnight Sun. Right. Uh,
0: All right. So, uh, do you have any games that you want to talk about, Brandon?
2: i'm playing pokemon emerald right now that's a good one <laughs> which one is uh, uh which one is emerald which emerald is the third and it's the third gen 3 game so it was ruby sapphire and emerald okay okay it's the one with rayquaza on the cover okay
0: a good generation <laughs> a very good game
2: Fun fact, I I skipped Generation 3. I never I have never played Generation 3 until I bought Emerald a couple months ago. Are you enjoying it? Um, so far, yeah, it's been good. I um, as a, 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 a kid. I think I was in middle school when it came out. Um, I hated the starters and I hate, I thought Groudon and Kyogre were just stupid. So I did not play Ruby or Sapphire. Um, and then Emerald kind of came out like It came out sneakily and it came out right before Leaf Green and Fire Red. And I was like, playing those. Those are right. Gen 1 and Gen 2. Like, I'm in. And so I just kind of skipped Gen 3. Um, and then they did the remakes on the 3DS. And I didn't have a 3DS. And... So I just kind of like missed them completely some. It's like the only generation I didn't play besides uh No, it's it's the only gen I didn't play. Yeah. Uh so. the I can say
0: that the remakes were very good. I did play I, the remake.
2: Yeah, I I really want to get a copy of Alpha Sapphire and Omega Ruby because I heard they're very very good. Uh I think that I've offered this before to you, but I
0: I can I need to track down where those exist. And I can maybe give you uh, the uh, Mega Ruby. Yeah,
2: I need it. Well, I need to get them. I have I have collected at this point the majority of the Pokemon games. Like I have, so I have Red, Blue, I have Silver, Gold, I have Crystal, I have. I don't have any Gen Three besides Emerald, and then I have Soul Silver. I've got Black, Platinum, X, Y, Moon, Sun, Ultra Moon, Ultra Sun. All the Switch versions of the games.
3: Oh
2: wow!
0: The, and you're getting uh, both versions for each generation.
2: Yeah, uh, yeah. The exclusivity of certain Pokemon makes it. There are some that are a little bit harder um, for me to pick up both copies because, mostly because of like the remakes and stuff. So like I like right now I have uh, the two remakes of Diamond and Pearl for the Switch. I don't have Diamond and Pearl for the DS. I have Platinum, which was one they didn't remake. So I effectively own both. So it it takes like so when I see Diamond and Pearl for sale, I'm just like, but I have the better version of this game already, right? In 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 two different ways. Like I have the better version because it's the remake on the Switch, and I have the better version, which is Platinum, which was like the like the expansion version i guess is the way to
0: look at the it. complete version
2: uh is our dlc versions yeah
0: are some of the older ones way more expensive too like i i know that the price for some of these classic games is shooting up in the resale market
2: so right now um pokemon blue goes for about 57 dollars crystals like 115 to 150 emeralds right around 200 dollars yeah um soul silver is like 125 to like 170 uh pokemon the pokemon all the original ds games are like right around like 80 to 100 like so like your black white uh diamond pearl platinum are all and like soul silver like all the regular ds games are worth a good bit um like red blue and yellow and silver and gold are all around like the 50 to like 75 dollar mark um okay. Okay. So, I,
0: I mean so the, none of that's as crazy as I was worried that you you were going to say.
2: Uh, yeah, I mean the most know, expensive these... ones are like like leaf green, like the advanced ones are right around that number. Um like soul silver complete in box is like 165. Um like platinum like so like emerald, so like crystal, emerald like black two and white two and then like platinum are kind of like your more expensive ones like platinum complete box is close to like 150 um emerald heart only is over 200 like right around 200 uh crystals that like 120 range um or cart yeah. only uh black two and white two um are probably the most uh, to me the biggest oddity um, because like, I, I, great. I, and I don't think anybody bought them, is yeah. really why I think they're worth money. But like black two and white two go. Um... Oh, that's the Japanese version. Uh, the regular, the American version, complete in box is like one forty. And uh, it, and that's purely
0: for the nostalgia take. So, I mean, neither one of those
2: were you know, I widely think it's considered to be great. Yeah. I think the it's series. just, I think it's just rarity. So like the third version of games, like crystal was the third one. So it's like, um, like people didn't buy crystal because it was just like a slightly D like a DLC version of silver and gold. So like, it's worth more than gold and silver. Cause I don't think people bought as many crystals. Same thing with Emerald and platinum. Uh, and I think the same thing happened with Black 2 and White 2. I think the same thing will happen with Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon. Like I don't think anyone bought those games. Like and I think that's why they're worth more because I don't think anybody bought them.
0: Well, uh, it's it's the nostalgia factor and it's the collector's fa- factor because I, I happen to know that someone recently bought an uh, iPhone 1 still in its packaging for like 000, a hundred and thirty thousand dollars. Some insane price. A hundred and sixty. Yeah. Okay. It was. It was an absurd amount of money. Yeah, which is and crazy, right? Yeah. Yeah. For a, an item that is of very little use because
2: it is just a, completely obsolete. I don't even a, know if it'll run. A complete in box version of Pokemon Crystal goes for about seven hundred dollars. Oh boy.
0: Oh my goodness. Okay. Yeah. Uh, uh, we can. We can. Uh, I. I <laughs> yeah. enjoy talking about this. Uh, But we need to move on, I think, because this is very interesting to me, but it is also very niche. (laughs) Um, All right, let's move. uh, uh, Is there anything else you want to talk about, Brandon? I didn't mean to cut you off. No, I have nothing else to
3: contribute to that. Fred, you just basically did your non sequitur.
0: oh oh boy i kind of did didn't i
2: (laughs) (laughs) the value of some games is astronomically different it's like kind of hilarious the price of some old games like and like some are just wildly like there are some that you'd look at and you're like oh that's like that should be worth like way less or way more and it's like $5 and then it's like then you look at other games and you're like this is worth way more because it's just like who knows like Brandon
3: the law of economics anything is worth what somebody's willing to pay for it
2: yeah well it's like so like a big example is like Mega Man X on the Super Nintendo is the best Mega Man X game it's a $30 game Mega Man X 3 which is widely considered meh is like a $350 game because no one had it yeah it's it's just because like no one bought it and then now the people who want to collect it have to spend a fortune if they want like an english version of the
3: game no yeah. i i was just referring to that our captain marvel that we're doing today transforms right hence you guys were talking about pokemon <laughs> she, she
2: does she does technically evolve <laughs> <laughs>
0: all right let's let's move on um is is there anything else that we need to talk about before we talk about uh the person that we're here to talk about today because i don't think that there is i think that this is going to be one of our shorter
3: episodes i believe can we talk about how you just made a really really big word salad with the talk in it
0: <laughs> I, I do that a lot i apologize everybody everyone out there i'm sorry i i'm tired i'm tired and that's my excuse all the time um all right so we are here today to talk about captain marvel cosmic avenger otherwise known as carol danvers and we're gonna have to this this is a a complicated card because there are two cards she has two versions There's a transformation that occurs with her. So I will start us off uh, with her first card. Um, This is her in her normal version. Uh, She is four physical defense, four energy defense, and four mystic defense. Uh, She has seven HP on both sides. Seven stamina, I should say. She's threat five, size two, and she moves medium. Uh, her attack suite, it starts with a an energy attack called Photon Blast, which is range four, it throws five dice, and it costs no power. And it has the normal builder rule, and then it has Wild Pursuit, where before damage is dealt, this character may advance towards the target character short. Uh, the second attack on this card is a physical attack called Sonic Boom, it's range three and throws six dice, and it is also cost zero. Uh, so to, uh, to make it clear to everyone, that means that on this card, on her normal version, she does not have a spender. Uh, Sonic Boom is also a builder. It has the normal builder rules, and it has wild concussive, where after this attack is resolved, the target character loses one power. Uh, Steven... Why don't you go over
3: the remaining powers on this card? Sure. All right. So uh, all her she has four more powers, uh, four powers on this side of the card, and they're all in aid, so they don't cost her any power. First, we have enhanced energy absorption. When this character is defending against an energy or mystic attack for each wild in the defense role, It may change one of the attacker's critical, wild, or hit results to a blank. This character gains one power for each die changed this way. Second, we have higher, further, faster. At the start of the character's activation, if it has six or more power, it transforms into Captain Marvel Cosmic Avenger binary. Next, we have You Call That a Punch? When this character is dealt damage by an enemy effect, after the effect is resolved, it gains one power. Last but not least, we have the innate power of flight and also immunity to incinerate and poison.
0: Okay. Uh, And Brandon, uh, why don't you swap over to her binary form and why don't you give the attack suite for her binary
2: binary form All right, so nothing changes on her defensive stats or health pool and binary form or movement or anything size stays the same everything on that side stays the same for everyone curious and listening on spotify and can't see the card um, binary blasts cost one power it's range two it throws six dice after this attack is resolved the character pushes the target character short and has wild incinerate The next attack costs three power. It throws eight dice and it's range three. After the attack resolve, you'll place Captain Marvel Cosmic Avenger within two of the target character as a wild throw with no size restriction. And for a crit and a wild, it has explosive. So before damage is dealt, other enemy characters within two of the target characters suffer one damage. Uh, And specifies other enemy characters, so it won't hit your characters, which is
1: a positive.
0: Yeah, and uh, Brad, why don't you go over the
1: next three superpowers? Uh, I'm just getting warmed up. Uh, it's active, cost two. Choose an interactive train feature, enemy character size four or less, throw it uh, within range two, throw it medium once per turn. Ready or not, active, free. It's an action, makes a move, followed by an attack action. Only can only be used once per turn How many did you say
0: uh do the next one the reason I said not to do the uh, I'll go over it, but do the next one
1: okay uh I don't need to I don't need a power up to kick your butt it's reactive it's free when a character spins or loses energy after the effect is resolved this character has three or less. Uh, power. It may use this p- superpower. This character transforms into Captain Marvel, t- Cosmic of Internormal,
0: and the and she also has enhanced energy absorption on this card as well. It's the exact same as the one that's on her normal version, and then she has flight and immunity to incinerate, poison, stagger, and stun on her binary form oh boy so that was a lot to take in uh, everyone so let's let us go over some of these highlights um, one thing that I want to say before we go too in depth on her is that these models th- this is not like the old version where binary form was just a token that you put on there's a brand new model that comes out and it looks awesome these models look great this is some high-quality uh, atomic mass games model production, uh, and also I really like how this this character w- is going to work. I really think that this is this is pretty strong, uh, especially on her binary form side, being immune to stagger and having access to as many throws as she has access to i guess they're uh on her spender it's on a wild trigger which can be annoying but uh she also Uh, sorry what
1: but eight dice
0: yes yeah oh on eight dice which is better and if you're under the new captain america's leadership it's much more likely and then also having a terrain feature or enemy character throw that you can throw for two, and it throws a size four, so that's Hulk, uh, and throw it medium. That is a lot of throws that you can make happen. This is a a a real brawler of a character. All right, what what is everyone's take? Because there's a lot to a lot to cover here um why don't we start with Brandon Brandon what are you what are you seeing when you look at this card
2: uh she's the first character with immune to stagger is that right no uh, oh. I think
0: that uh, Logan has it on his oh not Logan um Wolverine has it on his uh, injured, injured side. side. yeah and yeah. In- Dormammu.
2: oh yeah yeah but the only ones that are kind of like stat like not an eight threat character on their healthy side i didn't consider the injured side i was thinking like because you can put her in binary pretty much on turn one in a lot of lists. oh boy really how do you uh how do you get there i i'm
0: uh, 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 i'm curious is is all i'm just i don't see how because she has to have six power in order to at at the beginning of her well
2: i guess mostly on like turn two like consistently but on turn one like so in turn one like if you're playing i mean it'd be uh, not turn one because it's the start of the character i meant more turn two i kind of forget turn one's just kind of moving people into place more than anything yeah (laughs) turn turn two is the real turn one in this game Okay. <laughs> uh, that's what because I, I was thinking I was like, Well, I was like, Well you move and you can make an attack and then like you get like two power, like and you get an extra power with like this affiliation, and now you have like six when you get your power in the power phase. But then I was like, Oh, that's turn two, so that that's my bad. Um I think she's interesting. Um at five threat, I'm not like you really want her in her binary form? Yeah,
0: um, I'm not. She's pillow fisted in her normal form by by yeah. a pretty big margin.
2: And this is like it's it really reminds me of Angela, and Angela can die pretty easy. Um, to like into war, like in your scenario, if you want like to try to throw three times, like you are spending a lot of power. Um, I like that you don't have to. Like send her back into normal form, right? Like if I read that right, like you don't have to do that. Correct.
0: Yeah, you know, but so, the
1: the only way to gain power in her binary form is getting absorption. hurt. Oh, yeah. and absorption. Yeah. So she has to be attacked to get power.
2: Yeah, which is gonna be interesting because her attacks aren't great on her other on her normal side. Um. Uh, they're not terrible. I mean, a range for. I mean, they range are free. For, uh,
0: yeah, yeah. I mean, they're five free. Dice. Like they're
2: fine. Like they're just they're fine. But for a five threat character, like I don't want anything yeah. to do with this normal side for a five threat. Like yeah, you're if you right. have to, and if you have to spend more than, if you have to spend two, if you set to spend three activations in a game in that form, it's not worth it. And I think most games you're probably going to be in this form at least, two like. Like, if, it, if you don't have, like... If you are playing her in a, in a like in a faction where you can't get off, like, the sixth power... Like, if you don't... So, if you, like, Photon Blast or Sonic Boom on turn one, and you don't do but, like, one or two damage... Like, if you do one damage, so now you only have, like... If you're going into turn two with, like, three... Like, so now the start of your third activation... Is when you get to put her in binary. I don't think that's. I think that's really, really bad, and I think that's gonna happen more times than not. And even if you're playing, even if you're playing the game where you're trying to force her to have all the power, like if you advance R and D, you can play with Wong and give her power. You can advance R and D. You can do all these things. Like with the Inhumans, can give her power. But even at that point, like you've kind of put all your eggs in a basket to maybe have one really good turn and then not be able to gain power again. It just seems really lackluster to me. That one turn could be like game changing, but if it's not I've played a lot of a lot of big baddies that like to have those kinds of turns and when they feel really bad when they don't go off and kind of like on warboard everything being like really focused on the wild like if you don't hit the wild like you don't get that throw like that's gonna hurt really bad like the odds are gonna be pretty high to hit the wild but you don't hit it like you're gonna feel really bad um having a range two throw um is still gonna be good but at the same time it's just it's not doing a whole lot there's no there's no tech that's gonna keep her alive defensively um so I, I'm, I'm pretty well, lackluster on this character.
0: I think that Enhanced Energy Absorption does do a pretty nice... It, it, it's good in certain matchups. It, it obviously doesn't work against physical, which is the most common attack type in the game. But being able to change a wild into a blank, and it's for every single wild, so if the enemy has a wild trigger, you can make it so that it doesn't happen.
2: Yeah, well, it's one of those things though, like where she matches up. Kind of, you mentioned that, like she she can throw a Hulk. Hulk just kills her though, right? Oh yeah, uh, I, I'm. You probably do
0: not want to use her against Hulk. Hulk there. will just annihilate her. Well, and, and think of all
2: the that's size,
3: where most people are going to use her, right? <laughs> yeah, all
2: the yeah. size four characters you want to use her against because you have a size four throw are just going to probably kill her. Oh boy, you might Rhino. Right. Rhino won't because Rhino doesn't really kill anything. He just moves around. He runs. My Rhino doesn't kill anything. Other Rhinos might kill things. My Rhino doesn't kill anything. <laughs> My Rhino like hit he just throws a pillow at people and then runs away. I don't know what I don't know what else he's supposed to do, but You are kind of
0: right that um her her biggest weakness is that against a physical attack, the only thing that's protecting her is her four physical defense, which
2: is yeah. which is yeah, good.
0: Pretty good. It's pretty good, but, but that's it. That's the only defense and, she has.
2: Yeah, and Angela and we we learned a long time ago when Angela came out that that four defense isn't going to save her. Yeah. Like it's just I mean, if you think of like the best characters in the game, almost all of them have physical attacks. Like it's we still live in a physically dominated world game, so I'm trying to think of like a a really really good character that doesn't have a physical attack i mean there are doctor, some
0: yeah Doctor, doctor Strange. Strange. a lot and of them uh, yeah doctor
2: if you're playing dr strange's leadership guess what you can make it physical
1: no uh, one yeah. does that <laughs> you're right nobody yeah, does I mean... that
2: yeah but you're also not worried about voodoo's attacks right like that's not why you're playing dr voodoo yeah. I
1: I mean, make I'm just talking
2: to... about... I mean they are. I'm just trying to think of a character that like you're looking at and like oh that thing can kill me and it's like but they all have physical attacks. Like all the Hulks, uh Ulick. Well
3: Pyro uh... has all energy attacks, right? Yeah. I think
0: okay. to to Brandon's point though still stands is that uh physical is and it is the most common attack type and her defensive tech does not work against physical attacks.
2: It's it's entirely too dominant in this game, especially right now, that it kind of makes it a little hard. Even in this box. I mean, I've only seen two of the character cards, but I can't imagine there's a whole lot of energy attacks on the, like, bad guy side. Like, if you're just playing... You, that's if you're playing literally just, like, the core set against each other. Well, the... Uh I will say this there are more energy attacks on the
0: bad guys side than there were in the original box. I will say that. I have no but, idea. I mean I, um,
2: I, trust you. I I legitimately have no idea.
0: <laughs> there you're correct that there are a lot of physical attacks also. Uh so I I don't think I think that she can be quite a bit of a glass cannon. Now, she gets a free move basically every turn while she's in binary form, which is... I would also like to
2: clarify that, like, characters in a starter box should not be busted or, like, game-changing. So I I think this is a very well-designed card for a starter box. And I think she'll play. I think if you want to play her, you can play her elsewhere. Like I don't want to say that like you shouldn't play her. Like she fits really well. I I don't know. I don't think. I hope none of these characters are like super overpowered or broken. Like I don't think we should have a Baron Zemo from the original core box in this core box. Like right. a character that's just uh, absolutely busted. So I
0: think that that they have managed to tow that. I don't think that any of them are absolutely busted. Good. I think that they are. I mean, I think that a lot of them are good, and a lot of them will get play even outside of a core box game. Yeah, uh, they've done a really it's...
2: good job re- in the last six to six months to a year of in design. To like most of the characters have been pretty well um, on the same kind of basis. Kind of since Malekith, I think they've all been pretty much. They've been pretty even. Like. In ratings, we haven't got like a terrible character, and we haven't got like a broken character, right? They
0: they've been doing a much better job of playtesting and making sure that everything consistent, functions the way that yeah. it should be.
2: They've been very consistent in character creation, in my opinion. So since uh, since, since let's
0: let's do. Oh, okay, I want to let Stephen and Brad have a talk about uh, this character also. Uh Steven, what is your take here on Captain Marvel?
3: I really don't like her. You really don't like her. Okay. No. Everybody's a little gaga about her and I understand the reason, but the only way I would like her I really don't understand. This is Captain Marvel, right? She doesn't get she doesn't get weaker, you know what I mean? But why doesn't she have a throw on her uh, normal form, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, for me, that would put her as a playable character. So people can take your throw offline by keeping you in your normal form. And you they can do that by stunning you, right? Yeah.
0: You can get and stunned then, and then you'd be... And
3: then draining your power. Okay. With like rogue out of all people, right? I mean, that's that's fitting, though. Yeah, that is fitting. Deadpool can even do it. You know what I mean? So it's one of those, or or anybody who has a sap power. You know, uh, like Bucky and his new uh, new rifle, right? For those wilds, you take power away. He would, uh, and it's physical, and it's going to go right into her. So it's just one of those things. It's like, why don't they have a throw with both? iterations of this character so for me that that just puts her right out you know
0: okay uh I mean you're correct that like the 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 normal side being as as weak and lackluster as it is for being a five threat model and possibly getting stuck in that if you're not able to
3: generate the six you need on, uh, on uh, yeah on her normal side she's a three and a half maybe a four and oh, then i think i think she's a three i and on then, the normal side and then she goes up to maybe a five because she's not even a good five at that point you know what i mean i think she is a
0: good five in the in the in the binary form i, I, I mean let's, I, I do not it, think so she gets not, a free not without
2: move. power she
0: she the she ha, she's able to move for free i think that that uh, that
3: Once per turn, I will introduce you to to Pyro. I will introduce you to Loki.
0: Well, I mean, I I agree that those are both very good. (laughs) And I'm I'm not trying to say that she's, you know, better than them, because I don't think she is. I just think that it's... I think that she, on her binary side, is very good. There are fives I would take over her,
3: most definitely.
0: I agree. I agree. I definitely agree with that statement.
3: So yeah, she's she's totally out for me. Everybody's going to go gaga over her and it's going to be like good luck, you know, with your your uh self-imposed uh self-imposed uh taxation <laughs> and your self-loathing. <laughs> so. Yeah.
0: Well, uh Brad, what is your take on Captain Marvel?
1: I think she looks fun. I think she'd be fun to play. I I agree with that take. <laughs> I I want to put her on the table and play with her. Uh
0: so uh, I think that we are we are looking at her from a um a full game perspective. Maybe it would be better to look at her in the context of being in the starter kit. Like she's going to be a go-to that people grab very early when they're playing the uh, Avengers early on in their games. And I think that they're going to be really impressed with her. I think she she's going to be one of those characters that if you see her if you're playing a starter kit game where you're either playing as the, the Avengers or the Cabal. I guess there, there are two other affiliations that you could play. But um, let's just uh, I'm going to keep looking at her through the Avengers perspective, uh she's very good. Her her triggers happen a lot more frequently under the new Captain America uh, affiliation and Point of War. Yeah, okay.
3: Go ahead. Go ahead. It costs you a power. That's true. I mean, you're right. And she I, I... really and on this side she really doesn't want to be She wants to spend as minimal as she wants to in binary form.
0: I mean, you're correct, because she will burn out of power. Um, Yeah, you're right. And and the fact that she can't generate power, if she has to go... I think that if she has to go back to being her normal self, when she's already in binary, she's going to be... That's a bad situation
2: for her if you have to play three rounds, if you have to have three activations of her in her normal form i think you're in a really bad spot yeah the transform okay. characters are usually fun and there are fun ways you can like try to get around making her like transform and stuff and like i said if you're playing the starter box like you're probably playing games that probably go at minimum five rounds so like if you can get her in binary for Two or three of those, like you're probably gonna have a lot more fun. Yeah.
0: Okay. Um. I I I think the is there anything else anyone would like to talk say about her?
1: She looks like fun. Play her.
3: <laughs> <laughs> but she's not a mutant,
1: Brad. She was in the X Men comics for quite a while she counts that was that
3: was not my statement my statement
1: was that she is not a mutant not all x-men are mutants
3: <laughs> what
1: yeah oh i can name lots of x-men that aren't mutants <laughs> okay there's someone on the current x-men team that's not a mutant
3: oh no oh no i've done it now this is
0: madness <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, uh okay uh let's talk about uh are there any tactics cards that are specific sp- ugh, excuse me specific for this captain america i don't captain think that marvel? there are captain marvel captain marvel sorry so i don't think there are there is yeah. oh there is
1: yeah overcharge is a new one coming in the course overcharge
0: okay I just looked up Marvel on. Uh, oh, I see it. Okay, there, there's another one that she can
1: do. There is another one she can do. That one came in the Spider Woman pack, but this one's new, so we can talk about it first. Okay. It's an attack card. Uh,
0: okay, Overcharge. Um, yeah, it is. It gives you an attack during Thor, Odin's sons, or Carol Danvers activation. The active character may spend five power. I'm out already. Yeah. Uh, may spend five power to play this card. Choose an allied Tony Stark within range five of that of the character that played this card. Tony Stark immediately makes the attack listed above, uh, and it is a energy attack called Overcharge. It's area two, and it throws six dice. And after each attack is resolved, this character gains one power. This character meaning Tony Stark. Yes. And then after each attack is resolved, the target character gains the shock
2: special condition.
0: That is not worth five points. No,
2: five don't, power. That's not the worth literal four. worst thing you can do with this Carol Danvers. is spend five power to do that attack.
0: Yeah, that's not worth that. Uh, it, it does give you a free attack because I don't think that does it. Does no, it, say it, does take, it, t- it does not take. They have started. Does not take action.
1: They have started with this uh, corset where it says um active action. it'll say action next to it if it takes an action
2: right do you not remember me going over that like forever yesterday or last cast Fred, that was like the most exciting i think excited i got during that one
0: i do remember and i that i was looking at it after i after i was walk talked through that card just to see if it costs an action and it didn't. It's like
2: my favorite thing they've done in the last like two years, besides giving me like two two and a half months of uh un- a busted Malekith. <laughs> that
3: was a really good time. Yeah. Do you want to know my hot take on this card?
0: What's your hot take?
3: We are probably within the year getting a new Thor.
0: Yeah because it says thor odin's son instead mm-hmm. of mm-hmm. Yep. yep. You're probably correct and that's pretty exciting. Okay, so that was overcharge. Uh what is the other card that On she can patrol. play? One patrol. On, On patrol. patrol. I see Spider-Woman and Carol Danvers. Okay. Uh it is an unaffiliated card. It is reactive and an allied spider woman or allied carol danvers may spend two power to play this card during the power phase this round whenever an enemy character interacts with or picks up an objective token both carol danvers and spider woman may advance short so i've got a question does that mean that only one of them has to do it and then both of them get to advance short yes this is much more usable (laughs)
1: it also you don't have to have both of them in your list
0: right this but is an a-force yeah. like it's unaffiliated but you 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 would use this in the a-force affiliation i guess you could bring uh spider woman with carol danvers i think that's pretty They're both adventures too yeah I don't think that it's an effect that would st- mean that I would staple it to the back of the of the card though. It's a it's yeah. a relatively minor effect. It is useful, but it's not like
3: well, free movements always useful, right? Right, right. So um with going over Carol Danvers, there are two cards she cannot use. Just to remind people. Uh, she cannot use the air force which is uh the one that goes with war machine because it specifically says captain marvel and also fan club which is paired with um uh, miss marvel right to so, keep right. that in mind
0: yep that is uh, i'm glad that you pointed that out uh i have a question for everyone on the cast Do you think that they're going to go over some of the cards that exist and change the wording so that they will work for new cards? No. Or do you think... Okay. No. Brad,
3: you're saying no. No. Well, I I see Brad's point because then effectively you make cards that came out previously for earlier characters totally useless, right? Because...
1: Yeah, and the uh, repulsor refraction existing leads me to believe that if they want it to work with the new cards, they'll just make new cards.
0: Yeah, that's a good point. Like, uh, they just made a new ricochet blast. Yeah. And just made it different. I think that that's a very good point.
3: Right, but, you know, I mean, if you really wanted to run sand club, so you would have to run the older version of uh Carol Danvers Captain Marvel and Miss Marvel you couldn't do it with the transforming binary later here right
1: and if they wanted a card like that they would just print a new one with a different name
0: that's fair that's fair I think that I think that Brad is probably correct I think that that you you raise a very good point.
3: I, I I still would stand by my possibly because you never know
2: right yeah you're right it, you, they could just make it a case by case basis the fact the fact that they they want to have formats where there're certain legalities they're gonna do the same thing with cards I'm, I don't think they'll change anything on any of the cards they might change a couple but they're not going to do like a mass sweep to include uh, names I,
3: okay. I will I will make a prediction on that. If there's only going to be one iteration of a character ever uh, that's when I believe that they might change a card so I'm
0: I'm trying to think okay like maybe well
3: let let's say um you have fan club right the one we just mentioned all yeah. right. If there's only going to be one iteration of Miss Marvel ever, okay. They might change fan club to say Carol Danvers instead.
0: Right. Okay. because yeah, they have no intention of ever making a new Miss Marvel and they want to make that card valid with the new Captain yeah, Marvel. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. I see. Well, uh, so that is our our take on Captain Marvel, the Cosmic Avenger. And um, we need to give her a letter grade. And I believe that we might be all over the place this time. (laughs) Uh, So I I guess I'll kick us off today. Uh, I think that she's a solid B-minus of a a five-pointer. I know that that's probably giving her a lot of credit but uh i do think that she can perform a lot on the table especially if you get enough power on her and the opponent is mistakenly attacking her quite often i think that she could make she could be have a lot of table presence on her on her um, binary form side so i'm giving her a b minus uh
2: what are you giving her Brandon, I'm glad we can be back to being uh, our natural selves here. <laughs> I'm also going to give her a minus, but it's going to be a C minus. That's real harsh. Okay, all right. I don't. I don't think this character. The fact, like the idea of having to keep her in her normal form for up to three turns is terrible.
0: <gasps> okay, all right. Uh, so that's a C minus. Um, okay, Steven. What are you gonna give her? E plus.
3: <laughs> okay. I I'm I'm quite quite serious about that. <laughs> A B plus. Okay. No D D.
0: Oh D D, D plus. D, I th- D I misheard plus. you. I thought you were joking.
3: Okay. Yeah, A I'm. D plus. I'm even more sour on her than Brandon is.
0: Okay. All right, and Brad, what are you going to give her?
1: Well, I thought I was going to give her a B minus, but after hearing Brandon and uh, Steven, I decide that I'm going to give her a B. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm we sure. are
0: spread out. This is this is one of our more spread out ones. We've got a D plus and a B. That's that's a that's a wide gap. Uh, and I I think that. This is gonna be one that we'll just have to see how she how she affects the meta She may never get taken outside of a core box game. We'll see
3: well, I mean with the spread that we have, she probably with our assessment uh hopefully and we're not too wrong. she's going to land somewhere between the B and the d plus
0: I think that I think that that's correct. I think you're right. We've cast a wide enough net. <laughs> that we are so, bound Some to be of us right. are a
3: little higher on her. Some of us are really down. On her. She's so yeah. big enough.
2: Now you'll catch something. So.
0: <laughs> well, that is our take on captain Marvel cosmic Avenger. Uh, Brad, do you have any comic book recommendations where Carol Danvers appears?
1: I do. And I had to go back and listen to our first Carol Danvers episode to make sure I didn't, uh, repeat myself and i'm glad i did because the first two things i thought of are on that episode but oh boy Th- was i on that episode? no you were not it was this was
0: before i came to the podcast <laughs> that
1: episode was me jared and borka oh wow <laughs> that's it that's who was on that episode uh so luckily i did think of another one that i wanted to recommend uh, that I had not done on that. And then there's I've got another one. So first of all, go back and listen to those old recommendations because they're good stuff. New recommendations. I have The Life of Captain Marvel from 2018. This is by Margaret Stoll, Carlos Pacheco, and Marguerite Sauvage. And this is a retelling of Carol's life story. Some of it is a retelling of things found in other comics, like the recommendations I made last time. But some of the information about her early life is things we haven't seen before. Um, It's a great way to get caught up on her entire story before reading my next recommendation, which is Captain Marvel 2019. This is by Kelly Thompson, Carmen Carnero, and others. Uh, so I'm the only one that like consistently reads comics on here and, and like pays attention to the comics business, I think. And nowadays it is very hard to get a series to last more than five issues. Um, the big companies will do five issues, no problem. And unless it sells really, really well, they'll just cancel it there. it's like a little miniseries. That's especially true if it's for an individual character instead of a team. So, like, there's going to be a comic called X-Men. There's going to be at least one comic called Avengers. And those are going to go on for a long time. But, like, the recent Captain Britain comic, Betsy Braddock, Captain Britain, it... Only lasted five issues, even though it is great, and everyone should read it. but um, I'm telling everyone this because this series is fifty issues. Holy moly, uh yeah, that you don't see that that often. It's really, really good. uh, maybe the best Captain Marvel series ever, okay. Uh, I mean, you could argue. Um, It's a must-read if you're a Carol fan. Uh, A couple highlights from the series. One arc has uh, Carol going to the future, and the future is bad, and she has to figure out why and fix it. And another arc, much later in the series, is her teaming up with some X-Men to fight the Brood, and it is very, very good. And okay, it 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 makes references to her entire history. It's very well written. Uh, Read it; it's it's good. The brood are are
0: the alien uh, are the xenomorph aliens, right? Yes, they're basically yes.
3: They're they're (laughs) probably coming to the game too. Ooh, okay. Because we saw them on a tactics card.
1: Okay. That doesn't mean we're going to get them in the game. They have well, they have stated that many times that just because they're on a tactics card doesn't mean they'll be in the game. But the probability went up is what I'm saying. Sure.
3: Nimrod's on a card
1: too. <laughs> Nimrod will probably get I won't argue that one. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, then. Uh, Brandon. Is there a list or an affiliation where you think that Carol Danvers can really shine?
2: I think you play her in A-Force. She'll probably be affiliated there. Uh, She can special delivery She-Hulk. It's not as well as Angela, but she can still do it, Um, which kind of gets the fight going a little bit decent. Um, other than that, I think you play her in variations <laughs> where you really want to like force power to her. I think Inhumans is a pretty decent spot for it, um, where you can just kind of force feed her power every turn. Same thing in A Force, you can give her an extra power every turn. But that's it. I don't. I don't know if she really shines anywhere.
0: Okay. Okay. She that's may shine in
2: some of the core box if uh, maybe the. The new yeah. other was it shield affiliation? I don't I don't know what that does. So gotta
3: spend a power to re-roll a die. <laughs> Is
2: that what it does? Yeah, never mind. Yeah, <laughs> yeah
3: I, I had no idea That's... what it
2: does. Uh, the only two characters I've seen in the core box are the two we've went over. So all <laughs> right, but uh, I th- yeah, I think like in Inhumans you can kind of layer. Yeah.
0: You not know, uh, feel uh, terrible uh... about it. I was thinking about it myself, and I think that she could she could work under uh, Red Skull Hydra, which would be a weird matchup. And it would be pretty tall because you'd have two five-pointers right off the bat. But she'd have plenty of power and plenty of re-rolls. Yeah.
2: That's a thought. You can, I mean, you also want to play objectives. Like, you can... Like, if you're playing her, you can also make sure you're playing objectives that give you additional power. Um, yeah. Infinity formula. Infinity formula. Cubes give extra power. Having yep. those in your list will make you more likely for her to actually be seemingly worth close to the five points that you have to pay to play her. Right. Okay. Oh. Uh... Well,
0: the only thing that's left is my non-sequitur recommendation. I thought so... we already did that. <laughs> uh, well, you know what? I'm okay with that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm t- uh, So here. here's where I am right now. Uh, I had fully intended for my non-sequitur recommendation this week to be Baldur's Gate 3. Uh, but here's the thing. I've not actually played it yet, so I can't do that. I haven't I haven't played it yet. So, uh, my uh, I was thinking line. about it. Uh, I was thinking about it, and what is the most opposite that I could get from the whole vibe of Carol Danvers? And I think that the exact opposite of Carol Danvers is Evil Dead, is Sam Raimi's Evil Dead, the original movie. Uh this is a fantastic horror movie uh, that is set basically in a cabin. It's it's a locked in a cabin horror movie where a group of teenagers are suddenly assaulted and and start being turned into evil monsters when they open a book they should have never read. It's a classic and it's a classic for a reason. And that reason is that it's really good, it's scary, and it's also funny. It has a a, a funny kind of twist to uh, to its formula, and it is also gross in a good way. I don't know how Sam Raimi is able to do it, but he's able to make things gross it's so over the top gross that it doesn't actually gross you out it's a great movie and everyone should watch it if you're a fan of horror i should state that it's not a it's not good if you're not a fan of horror
2: (laughs) i watched a movie this past week that i think you would also consider a I have a weird feeling you would really like it what movie uh, you've probably seen it. I'm trying to think. It's like, is it Dale and Tucker versus the world, or something like yeah. that? Yeah. Uh, Tucker, Tucker and Dale evil. versus evil.
0: Tucker and Dale versus yeah. evil. that's a great. Uh, movie. You're correct. I have seen it, and I do like that movie a lot. That is yeah. a good movie. <laughs> I,
2: I when I was watching it, I was like, this is definitely a movie Fred would love. Like, it, and I was like, I know he's seen it because I feel like every, I mean, like I remember when that movie came out, like it was really popular. I was just like, Fred would like this, and I wanted to bring that up. And It that went along movie. with your non sequitur.
0: I feel like it does. It, it they they kind of have. It, it they're very different movies, but they kind of have the same. I feel uh, like this the, the wink to the camera, smile. Uh, this is a horror movie kind of. Deal I don't
2: think it. one exists without the other. Like I don't I think, think you're right, Tucker and whatever Tucker and Dale. I don't think that exists without Evil Dead. I think you're right.
1: I just want to say Evil Dead Two's better before we leave.
0: Uh, I agree i agree i think that evil dead one is a relevant watch it, it, you you do need to watch I, you don't actually need to watch it before you watch evil dead 2 you can no, you really do and it'll be fine and, and it'll it'll you'll have a great time watching evil dead for, for people 2. who have right. you know evil, but i'm evil, I, De- I,
3: evil
2: dead or Q rank them go uh Q, evil dead you better you Evil
0: better. Dead better. <laughs> <Jews> better. <laughs> I'm giving the actual answer. <laughs> uh
1: Evil Dead 2, it was the making Evil Dead 1, remaking Evil Dead 1 with a bigger budget. Yeah. And uh, And
3: more experience. Just... Right. Right. See, my horror movies are totally different. So like my my, my 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 favorite is Serpent and the Rainbow
0: i have i i've never even heard of that voodoo okay that's all i have to say
3: okay well i'm
1: in
0: <laughs> all right well that's gonna do us for this week on crit hit wild thank you everyone for joining us and everyone go out there and have a nice time have a n- nice time this weekend goodbye have a good game have a good game